Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melniki, accompanied by Jacob Schrader. How are you doing today, Jacob? I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk about some football, and I'm also excited to watch some football tonight. We got a, a good game, uh, Green Bay versus Tennessee. I think a lot of money is going to be on Tennessee, but um, we'll see what happens. You'd be surprised that the majority of the bets are coming in on Green Bay, which isn't shocking. Robert and I talked about this on our podcast yesterday. The public loves Aaron Rodgers. The public loves to bet with Green Bay. They had a bit of an overreaction of Green Bay being the Cowboys, which I should say was actually Mike McCarthy losing the game for the Cowboys. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how you don't kick a field goal, fourth and four, how you send Greg the leg back to the bench. Jack oh, we actually we got to talk about that because that was absurd. Yeah, that was like the same decision that the Broncos made early in the season. Yeah, Absolutely. it was crazy. And and you, I mean, he was the he's the old Green Bay coach. He was so happy. You know, the 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 Cowboys went up twenty eight to fourteen on CD Lamb being an absolute beast, and you saw him smiling. And I was like, dude, you're not winning this game. Like, like that made like I, I oh my gosh, I, I I don't think so much of him as a coach. I think he makes a lot of stupid decisions, but that was a real bad one. Robert said the other day that was probably the best game that Mike McCarthy ever won for the Green Bay Packers in his <laughs> coaching career, and I could not agree with him more. <laughs> I was never a Mike McCarthy fan. I just thought he looked like a frat boy that was 20 years too old, that just sat on the sideline, let everyone else do the work for him. Then we and he had to make the one decision. It was equivalent to the guy that has to take the keg stand out. You just drop the ball to say. So I'm not surprised that they lost. I actually had Green Bay covering. I wasn't positive they were going to win, but I do like the Titans tonight. I like getting the three and a half points. Green Bay might etch out the win. They are playing in Lambeau, but Green Bay, even in their wins, they only have four. Don't forget. They don't blow anyone out. And I actually think Tennessee is a very underrated team. After they lost their first two games against the Giants and the Buffalo Bills, they seem to turn their season around. Since starting 0-2, they're 6-1. and Their only loss came on the road to the Kansas City Chiefs, and they only lost by a field goal. And don't forget, Malik Willis was starting that game. And I believe he only had something like 84 passing yards. So expect a lot of Derrick Henry tonight. I think that Tennessee will stop the run. They're very good on defense. I think they'll limit Aaron Jones. So yeah. there's a preview for Aaron Jones owners. Just be wary. I think when you make Aaron Rodgers throw, it's not like the past years. I think he's going to struggle, even though Christian Watson had a breakout game on Sat on Sunday. I don't think he duplicates the performance. He still had two big drops despite catching three touchdowns. But is that is that was that game? something that was known about Christian Watson? Is he known to have drops? I don't think so. Again, remember when Jamar Chase was drafted? Everyone was criticizing him in training camp because all he did was drop the ball. I don't know if it's just rookie butterflies or what, but I, to be honest, I didn't know too much about Christian Watson before they drafted him. So I don't want to make an exact draft comparison and, and go on his, his chart. But from what I've seen, he's a very thin guy. I don't think he's a deep threat. I think he's, he would fit more as being a slot receiver, but he does seem to have butterfingers for hands. That's for sure. I hope not. I picked him up in fantasy. He is my saving grace. Uh, Keenan Allen has let me down big time this season. That's all I can say. Who hasn't let you down in your fantasy team this year? You know, honestly, 
I don't really have anybody. I'd say the Eagles defense and special teams has been my most consistent player. You know, Zach Ertz was my guy, and now he's out for the season. I have Tunyon in in the the tight end position, and and you know I like him, but he hasn't really done much. So honestly, I think everybody has let me down. Joe Mixon has let me down. Leonard Fournette is barely even a starter at this point. Jeez. Yep. Well, drafters remorse, but let's get straight into the picks. So we'll start with our quarterbacks. My stardoms of the week are Daniel Jones, Justin Herbert, and Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm going to highlight Justin Herbert for this segment because I sat him the previous two weeks. I played Justin Fields instead. Justin Fields probably won me back-to-back weeks, so I'm not going to complain about there. I will still just start Justin Fields this week, but I do think Justin Herbert's going to have a big week, and I'm going to tell you why right here. There's an outside shot that Keenan Allen will play this week, but even if he doesn't, it's one thing to go up against the 49ers defense that ranks at the top of the league. It's another to go up against the Kansas City defense, which is actually a very bad defense. I mentioned a few minutes ago how Malik Willis came within three points of beating the Kansas City Chiefs, and he only had to throw for 84 yards. Trevor Lawrence went back to looking like sunshine last week, and even though the Chiefs ended up beating them, they still Trevor Lawrence still had a good game. Justin Herbert, he's going to be home again. He looks very healthy. I think he's going to exploit Kansas City's defense. This is going to be a very high-scoring game. I believe the over and under is already 51, if I'm not mistaken. That's definitely going to go over. Expect a lot of points, a lot of touchdown throws. Austin Eckler, I think, is also going to have a good game. But Justin Herbert is my number one start this week. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I love Justin Herbert. I mean, he got lit up last week. Right. Um, I can't remember. It, but he just basically got sandwiched in between two players and he was down for a little bit. He hopped right back up. You know, if I wasn't a diehard Matthew Stafford fan, I think I would have hopped on the Herbert bandwagon. Um, Cause he's a great player. He's a tough kid and he throws the ball so well. Like my favorite thing about Stafford is he throws bullets and he throws it like a baseball player. And he, you know, he just throws the, he throws missiles. He throws them so fast right in a line and Herbert does the same thing. And he has a little bit more touch and he has a little bit more athleticism. Herbert's a real athlete. He can really run. Uh, he's unbelievable. I actually have Eckler as my number one running back this week because I think you're right. I think the this is going to be a high-scoring game. Um, but moving on to my quarterback picks, my starts for the week. Um, so I've been on the Justin Fields bandwagon, and I'm here uh, again this week. I think everyone in the fantasy space is too. But I'm I'm you know basically saying him because I picked him two weeks ago when no one was picking him and he put up the the game of his life. And we, we both backed him. Me and Allie did last week and he put up another huge game. So I think he's doing it again. And I'm just basically saying, I told you so uh, ahead of time. Uh, so fields, I got Mariota and I've got Matt Ryan actually. Ooh, um, that's a, that's a nifty one against the Eagles, huh? Yeah. You know, the Eagles didn't look very good against the, commanders and I you know the Eagles are kind of like boomer busts in a way they're they're so dependent on turnovers and Matt Ryan is a guy who definitely can throw some turnovers but I I think they're going to be okay here I think they're going to have their running back they're going to have Pittman and Paris Campbell I I just think you know the 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 Colts are going to put up some points against the Eagles I really do I did pick up Paris Campbell in my league I let go of Alec Pierce who was pretty much a one-game wonder and Paris Campbell so I, I Matt Ryan's a little stretch, but we'll see. I've, I've been proven wrong many a times on this podcast before. 
let's go with the sit So my three sit of the week are Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill. And I'm going to highlight Derek Carr for the one reason is watching that press conference, it was pathetic after they lost to the Colts and Derek Carr was pretty much just moved to tears. Like I've been questioning this guy's leadership since he came into the league. And for you to go on a platform after losing 25-20 to the Colts that are one of the worst teams in the league and you cry about it, I'm sorry, that's not a leader. That's uh-huh. not stoking any confidence into your team whatsoever. Derek Carr, you are not going to be a member of the Raiders next year. You won't even be a starter next year. And you're not going to start in anyone's league the rest of this fantasy football season. So, Derek Carr, <laughs> take your butt on the bench. That's all I got to say. Damn. I want to hear that. Derek Carr is getting in the Cole Komet jail, and Cole Komet just got out of jail. All right. All right. I like that. We have one player in jail at a time. And uh, Cole Komet, you were saved. Cole Komet's been doing okay. I think he he did it something last weekend, too. He did. He uh, picked up two touchdowns again. I will say I put in a waiver claim for him, but I didn't get him because Zach Ertz is going to be out for the season. So I need a new tight end. David Njoku might not play again this week, so I didn't want to rely on him. So I had to get Foster Moreau. But I did put in a claim for Cole Komet. Cole Komet is dancing out of jail. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, so my sits, unfortunately, I'm going with Stafford, uh, Jared Goff, and then Heineke. You know, I can talk a little bit about Stafford real quick. The, the obvious answer is no Cooper Cup. I actually had him as a pickup on my blog post just because they have an easy schedule to some degree. Um, they play the Saints this week who are not good on defense. The Saints actually are bad just in general. Uh, I don't know what the line is on this game, but I would take the Rams by a lot, actually. Yeah, Rams are actually three and a half point underdogs. The the Rams will win this game. The Rams will win this game by a mile. I agree with that, yep. Um, Stafford plays really well against the the Saints. I I don't even care if it's in New Orleans. It's better. The best game Stafford ever played was in New Orleans. He was 22 for 25. For something like 225 yards and three touchdowns, I think that's the highest passer rating he's ever posted. I was watching that game. Eric Ebron finally caught the ball that game. Um, but anyways, I think the I think the uh, the Rams win, but it, it's not a position for the rest of the year where you can put Stafford in. I guess that's what I'm saying here. I, I think he's still a good player, and he, he he's still my guy, but for fantasy purposes, he he's not your guy this season. Yeah, and and like you said, Cooper Cup going down is a huge loss for them. But I agree with you. I still think they beat the Saints. I think the Saints are just garbage as well. I said before the season, I don't know why Dennis Hallen got the head coaching job. His career record was eight and twenty-eight. Before that, he was he coached the Raiders for three years. So I don't know why they're recycling these bad head coaches. But I guess I don't coach, so I don't know. Anyway, no let's, what's that? They don't have an offense. No, not at all. They don't, get, they don't get Alvin Kamara the ball in space. That's all they need to do. I don't know why they're not using Taysom Hill as much as they should, but Andy Dalton, that red rifle, he's not getting it done, so they need to figure out another method. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the running back situation. And for stardoms this week, I have Antonio Gibson, I have Devin Singletary, and I have Chase Edmonds. I'll highlight Antonio Gibson because he seemed to get more carries on Monday night 
instead of Brian Robinson. He did have a touchdown too. If it was the commander's first touchdown of the game, he had a very nice game. And now they're going up against the Houston Texans, which has the worst run defense in the league. They just allowed Saquon Barkley to accumulate 154 rush, 152 rushing yards last week. I think Antonio Gibson reestablished himself as a number one back in Washington. Brian Robinson, he's a nice story, but he's still the number. He's going to go back to being the number two. So Antonio Gibson is the number one star for me this week. Yeah, I uh, I go a different way. I actually had Brian Robinson as one of my starts, along with Tony Pollard and Montgomery. Um, Robinson's got a lot of touches. Robinson got 26 touches last week. Yep. And that was kind of crazy. The thing is, is he's not very efficient. I, I think Gibson is better by a mile. I don't think it's close. I don't, I don't see anything special wow. in Brian Robinson at all. And yeah. Gibson's good. Gibson's really good. Gibson can catch too. I don't think the commanders should even be playing Brian Robinson, and yet they're giving him 26 carries. And he's averaging like three yards a touch. So I have him as a start solely based on volume. The guy I'll highlight more so is Pollard because he's he's dominating right now. And, and Zeke, even if he's healthy, is not getting in his way. Tony Pollard is, is you know, there have been people who have been drafting Tony Pollard for three years waiting for this day, and, and the day is here. Yeah, I agree. I think Zeke is – I don't want to say his days in Dallas are done, but Tony Pollard's giving the Cowboys a reason why they should move on for Zeke. And I've never been a Zeke fan, so I'm happy to see Tony Pollard finally – achieve I, I i don't want to see any more of the eat me signs from zeke i think that's stupid but <laughs> let's move on to the sit so my sit are the combination of james robinson and michael carter of the new york jets deandre swift of the lions and Najee harris for the pittsburgh steelers and i'll highlight deandre swift because a lot of people are probably wondering why are you going to bench deandre swift and i'll tell you why i don't know what beef dan campbell has with deandre swift but it's freaking annoying. I He had last last week, last week, he had six attempts for only six yards, but he still was able to get a touchdown. The week before, two attempts for 10 yards. The week before that, five attempts for six yards. I don't know why Dan Campbell doesn't give DeAndre Swift the ball more. He's a very talented back. I think he's better than Jamal Williams. I don't understand it, but until he does anything, until he do- gets out of Dan Campbell's doghouse, sit DeAndre Swift. Yeah, I would not want to be in Dan Campbell's doghouse. That's a tough dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, I've seen uh, hard knocks, so I agree. I, I, I agree with the Swift pick. It is surprising. Thankfully, my boy has DeAndre Swift. He loves him, and it's good to see that uh, this, this dude's team would be so overpowered if DeAndre Swift – because DeAndre Swift can put up 60 points in a week. Like, he is good. He is real, real, real good. Um, and I'm lucky because I drafted Jamal Williams in a few leagues – but I don't get it either. Um, Jamal Williams gives a little bit of consistency as a big back. He runs, he, he just weighs more and he, he, he moves piles better, but DeAndre Swift is so good in space. Um, anyways, my three sits are Elijah Mitchell, AJ Dillon and Damian Harris. Um, that's assuming Harris plays. If he does play, I think Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson has a lock on that RB one in new England. I don't think Damian, you know, they were one a and one B. And this injury has just pushed Harris out of the way for, for Stevenson. You know, I'm, I, unfortunately, I drafted Harris. I meant to draft Damian Pierce, but that's a story oh, yeah. for another day. <laughs> um, I think Harris is a sit. Yeah, I agree with you right there. And I actually do think in the Jets-Patriots game this week, there is going to be a lot of running 
I don't know how effective James Robinson and Michael Carter will be, though. And I believe they will split carries. So that's why I said to sit both. But I think that we're going to see a long, drawn-out game this week. And Ramadja Stevenson will get the bulk of the carries, not Damian Harris. Let's move on to the wide receivers. So the three wide receivers, these might surprise you, that I want to start this week are Drake London, Tyler Boyd, and Allen Robinson. And I could highlight Allen Robinson, but I think we all know Cooper Cup is out. So instead, I want to highlight Drake London. Drake London is going up against a Chicago Bears defense that is not good at all. If you look at the last few games, they allowed 30-plus points to the Dolphins, to the Cowboys, who they allowed like 49 to, and last week to the Lions. There's going to be a lot of points in this game, and I think Drake London is finally going to have his breakout game this week. I know it's a it's a it's a it's a hot take, but Drake London fans, and if you still have him on your bench, start him this week. I know it's been a frustrating season. He has a lot of talent coming out of USC. He has really let a lot of people down, but I think he finally has a breakout game against the Chicago Bears defense. What are you thinking, Jacob? Yeah, London caught a touchdown last week. I saw that. Um, my three starts are Allen Robinson, Olave, sorry, Chris Olave, and then Christian Watson. I'll talk. I think Olave could have the game of his career this week. Um, last week, I think Allie, you said start Rondell Moore. Yep. Because the last time they played the Rams, he went off. I, I don't know how the Rondell Moore pick did. It was a weird game because oh, neither. Oh, he did good because I uh, I started him in my league, and especially when Zach Ertz went down, he uh, Colt McCoy was thrown to Rondell Moore a lot. Okay, well, well, that's good. I think they they have another receiver who just went on IR. Maybe that's who I was thinking of. But but anyways, the Rams have a horrible record against pass or, or, or horrible statistic for how they do against wide receivers. And that's because they play really soft coverage. You know, Jalen Ramsey gives up a ton of five-yard catches. And, and that's just their scheme. They give up those five-yard routes to receivers. And Olave is going to eat that alive this, this week. I really think Olave sees like 12 receptions for 87 yards and a touchdown this week. And that's a huge game if you're playing PPR. Um, I think he is in such – I don't think the – I mean, Olavi could have a, a ginormous fantasy day and the Saints could score zero points, right? That's just the defensive scheme that the Rams play. They allow players like Chris Olave, who's small, shifty, can get open. I mean, Olave has a very similar build to Rondell Moore. And and if the Rams play the same defense, Olave is going to eat. Um, so I'm starting him. Absolutely, this week against the Rams. I loved Olave in the preseason. I think he's a must-star. I think he's actually going to surpass Michael Thomas next year to be the number one guy in the Saints. Thomas is just too hurt too often. The Saints are definitely going to blow up their team, so don't be surprised if you see Michael Thomas on the trading block. Chris Olave, love the guy, definitely a start. Let's move on to the sit of the week. So my sit for wide receivers, I have Matt Collins, Garrett Wilson, and George Pickens. And I'll highlight Matt Collins to go with my Derek Carr rant that the Raiders, there's no one on the Raiders besides Devontae Adams you should be starting this week, including Josh Jacobs, who just is as inconsistent as could be. I think that the Raiders and the Broncos, if either team gets a 10 points, that's going to be a lot in this game. Both offenses are very much inept. The Broncos still have a good defense. The, the Raiders do not but the Broncos do not have a good offense. I don't know what happened with Russell Wilson, but let me get back to Matt Collins. There's no way I think that Derek Carr is going to be able to connect with him in this game. I think there's two, they have too good of a secondary with Pat Sertan. Devontae Adams, he can go up and make those catches. 
Mac Hollins cannot. So he's a sit for me. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Uh, Pat Sertain, I saw DeAndre Hopkins was listing his top cornerbacks, and Patrick Sertain was number one on that list. Yep. So uh, definitely some empirical evidence to back you up there. My sits are Jacoby Myers, and I've got the Bears wide receiver duo of Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool, and then I've got Brandon Cooks. Um, let's talk about Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool. So Chase Claypool has seen only eight targets since joining the Bears, and Darnell Mooney um, since – Chase Claypool has signed with the Bears, has seen 12. And that's over two-game period, right? That's six and four targets for Mooney and Claypool, respectively. That's not enough volume to warrant starting in fantasy. And the Bears could put up, you know, 30 points, and, and Claypool and Mooney could not touch the ball, right? We see with running quarterbacks, it's the tight end that does well. And we see with the Bears that it's Justin Fields who's going to run for 140 yards. I mean, Justin Fields is going to run for a lot of yards this game, right? Yeah. Without a doubt, Atlanta's got a bad run defense and a bad pass pass defense, but he runs the ball over passing it, and it's working. You're not going to stop that. I, I think don't mistake the Bears or Justin Fields' success with, with throwing the ball. It, it's running the ball, and that's all it is. Yeah, totally agree. I did not pick up Justin Fields for his arm. I picked him up for his legs. Let's move on then to the tight end. So, Obviously, I was in a rut. I know a lot of people are that were Zach Ertz owners that he went down for the season. So that's unfortunate. And also Dallas Scott owners. It sounds like he's going to be out for a few weeks at least, maybe not even for the remainder of the season. Hope he gets better soon. But there were a lot of tight end pickups on the waiver wire. So if you were able to get the one you wanted, good for you. Otherwise, it was slim pickings. So my stardoms this week are George Kittle, Tyler Conklin, and Gerald Everett. I know George Kittle hasn't done a lot fantasy-wise this year. I know that he doesn't get involved so much in the passing game anymore, but I like his chances this week going up against an Arizona Cardinals defense that's given up the most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. I think he will get involved in the passing game a little more, take some of the burden off of Christian McCaffrey. You see from week to week, the 49ers never seem to run the same to run the same schemes. I think they will involve George Kittle this week, so he's my number one start. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, so my starts are Higby, McBride, and, Hay- and Hayden Hurst. So so McBride is Trey McBride. And, you know, I, I looked at the 49ers roster and then I looked at the Eagles roster. And the Eagles have like four or five tight ends that are going to back up Goddard. But the Niners only have one. And he, he he's gotten some playing time this year. Trey McBride has. He's caught some passes. He had a three-catch game, I think, in week five. I think he's going to see 10 targets a game just like Ertz did. I think the the tight end is a huge part of their offense and cannot be ignored. So I'm actually starting him this week. I mean, if I had Higby, I'd be starting Higby because Higby's going to go off uh, right now. Higby is uh, a huge part of that offense. And, and with Cup being out, obviously it's big for Robinson, but it's big for Higby as well. Um, yeah. Those are my, my three starts. But I'm actually starting Trey McBride, so we'll see how it goes. All right. Well, my sit-ums, I'm going to go against you. I'm going to sit Tyler Higby this week. I'm also going to sit Taysom Hill, and I'm going to sit Dawson Knox. I'll highlight highlight Taysom Hill owners because he's probably the most frustrating tight end not named George Kill, who I actually told you guys to start this week. I don't know why the, the, the New Orleans Saints aren't using Taysom Hill more in their lineup. He is so talented. He's much better than Andy Dalton, much better than Jameis Winston, at least option wise. He can do so much between running the ball, throwing the ball. He creates a good wildcat offense. I don't know why he's not being used. 
but it doesn't indicate that he's going to be involved a lot in the offense again this week. I believe he had only one yard last week, so he's my top sit for the week. Yeah, I think with the Saints, if they don't get their offense rolling, it's hard to insert him because he's kind of like a guy where you put in after you've got two first downs and the defense kind of knows what what scheme you're running, and then you switch the, the picture on him so quick. Uh, there's just the same time they've been able to get their offense running at all. Um, my sits are, are Philly tight ends, right? I mentioned that there's so many of them that are going to be filling in. Don't try to pick which one is going to be, you know, going to succeed. Uh, Pitts just not seen enough from him this season. I think I agree with you that it's a Drake London game yep. this week. And then Tyler Conklin is, is not someone who I would, would start ever. Um, those are my sits for tight end. No, yeah, he definitely had his two good games at the beginning of the year, maybe three, and then Joe Flacco went out and Zach Wilson came in, and he lost all his productability. All right, well, that is our start in our sits, so let's move on to our next segment that we call the top scorers of Week 11. So for quarterback, I think that the bet that the top scorer this week will be Jalen Hurts. I mentioned that the Eagles are going to bounce back this week. Jalen Hurts did not have a great game against the Commanders. He threw a very costly interception early in the game that that really came back to bite them. He didn't really run at all, which I was very surprised. I thought they would run more on the commander's defense. They did not. I think he bounces back against the Colts. The Colts, while they have a decent defense, I always love backing good teams following a loss. I think Jalen Hurts has a monster game. A.J. Brown is going to be a lot more involved. He only had one catch last week for seven yards. He was hurt early in the first quarter I think that affected his output the rest of the game so he's my top quarterback start my top running back start this week well I should say top running back scorer this week is going to be Nick Chubb they're going up against the Bills I know the Bills have a very good defense but in order for the Browns to win and the Browns to hang in the game they're going to have to run the ball a lot they didn't do that against Miami which I thought they would but they didn't so I'm going to rely on Nick Chubb this week to come back and have a very good game and be the number one scoring running back Finally, wide receiver is CeeDee Lamb. Going up against Justin Jefferson and the Vikings, I think this is going to be a shootout between CeeDee Lamb and Justin Jefferson, and I think CeeDee Lamb's going to prevail. I like the Cowboys to beat the Vikings this week. I think the Vikings coming off their big win against the Bills are going to fall a little flat. Trayvon Diggs is going to be covering Justin Jefferson. The last time Justin Jefferson faced a top cornerback in the league was against Darius Slay week two against the Eagles, and he was totally shut down. Kirk Cousins threw three interceptions all when he targeted Jefferson. So I think CeeDee Lamb's going to emerge this game. I think the Cowboys are going to win, and he's going to be your top-scoring wide receiver of the week. How about you, Jacob? What are your picks? Yeah, so I, I'm kind of following you. I'm going Dak Prescott for quarterback. Um, the the Cowboys can put up a ridiculous amount of points. They did it last year maybe four or five times where they scored 45-plus points. Uh, the Minnesota defense is bad. This yeah. is a game where Minnesota is going to score two and put pressure on Dallas. You know, this could be a 400-yard, four-touchdown game for Dak. Um, I think that means a couple couple fantasy points for C.D. Lamb as well. Um, I'm taking Dak as the stop-scoring quarterback of Week 11. For running back, I'm going with Eckler, right? Uh, Chiefs are bad against the run game. And um, this could be a 12-reception game for Austin Eckler. It could also be a two-touchdown game. Chargers are going to put up points that, you know, Kansas City's 29th in pass defense, 26th in run defense, and Eckler fills both of those roles for the Chargers, right? If Keenan Allen isn't back, that's just even more passes to Eckler. I think Eckler's going off this week. Uh, I don't have him on my team, but 
Uh, I'm not playing him, so I, I don't care too much. Uh, lastly, is Stephon Diggs, right? I, I think CeeDee Lamb is a great pick, and and you made your pick before me, so I'm not going with <laughs> CeeDee Lamb. But Diggs has just as good as an opportunity. Um, obviously, Josh Allen's been struggling a little bit. He leads the league with 10 picks. Um, but Stephon Diggs is going to get the ball this game. He's going to get a lot of targets. He's going to get deep targets. The Bills will probably win this game by a reasonable margin, and, and, and probably Stephon Diggs will go off. Um, I just see him as a safe pick for just dominating this week. Yeah, I agree with, I definitely agree with Austin Eckler. I wish I actually thought about that. Kansas city has one of the worst run defenses in the league. I think Eckler is going to have a bounce back game. He didn't have a very good game against San Francisco on Sunday night. So I really like the Eckler pick as well. All, All right. right. Let's awesome. get into the next segment. Why yeah. don't you explain this one, Jacob. Of course. So, for our next segment, it's going to be called Start Bench Cut. And I'm going to rattle off for each position group three names. And Allie is going to quickly tell us is who's she going to start, who's she going to bench, and who's she going to cut. All right. Getting into quarterbacks. Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Fields, Joe Burrow. Go. So this is kind of an easy one. Tua has a bye this week, so he's going to belong on my bench. Well, this is, I mean, for the rest of the season. Oh, for the rest of the season. So I would start Tua then. I I definitely would start Tua. I know that Justin Fields has had a hot three, four game slate. He's been the top fantasy quarterback, I believe, the last two or three weeks. But I think that defenses are going to finally figure him out. Let's not forget Justin Fields' last two games he faced actually the Miami Dolphins defense and the Detroit Lions defense, two of the worst defenses in the league. I think now the teams are going to figure Justin Fields out. They're going to force him to throw. The Bears have a harder schedule coming up against the Vikings. They play the Packers again. They have some rough games going coming up. I think Tua is just rolling. He can throw at will. The Dolphins can score at will. He's going to get points through the air. He has such great rapport with Tyreek Hill and – Jalen Waddle. I'm starting Justin. I mean, I'm starting Tua. I'm going to bench Justin Fields and I'm cutting Burrow. I really like Joe Burrow a lot. Fantasy wise, he's just not doing it for me, especially with Jamar Chase out. He just doesn't have the same chemistry with Tyler Boyd and T Higgins as he does with Jamar Chase. So those are my three picks. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Burrow surprisingly is fourth in quarterback scoring, but that's really thanks to those two crazy weeks i think it was week nine week 10 or week eight week nine he put up yeah he had two ridiculous weeks absolutely all right moving on to the running backs we've got nick chubb we've got derrick henry and we've got saquon barkley the three leading rushers in the nfl this year Ooh, this one's tough so i'm gonna start saquon for the sole factor that he actually catches the ball as opposed to nick chubb and derrick henry so saquon is definitely going to be my start my bench i'm gonna put derrick henry on the bench for now because as good as Henry is, and he has really carried the Titans office, especially while Ryan Tannehill was out, he's still not getting me the catches I want. And coming down the line, I need all the resources, especially entering the playoffs that I that I can get into the fantasy playoffs. So I'm going to put Derrick Henry on my bench. And then I love you, Nick Chubb, but I'm going to have to cut you. I think that he's going to end up splitting a little more time with Kareem Hunt. Deshaun Watson will be back after week 11. And I think that's going to take away some carries for Chubb. They didn't they didn't trade for Deshaun Watson just for him to pass the to hand off the ball. He's going to pass it. So those are my start bench start Saquon, bench Henry and cut Chubb. I like it. That was a tough one. You know, Chubb gets 
I think Chubb is underdrafted every year because of how little catch pat, he passes he catches. Yeah. Because he's kind of been on fire this year. I mean, he's got 11 touchdowns. He uh, had a bad week last week. I was expecting him to go absolutely off last week. Um, but anyways, all right, wide receivers. We're taking a mid-level group of wide receivers here. We're taking Michael Pittman Jr. We're taking Cortland Sutton. And then the new guy in L.A., Allen Robinson. What are your thoughts? Ugh, this is a tough one. But I will start Allen Robinson because he's going to be the number one guy while while Cooper Cup is out. What, how that translates, I don't know, but I will take the chance with him. Matt Stafford is going to have to have someone to throw to. He's the viable guy there. I think he finally gets his shot. I'm going to bench Michael Pittman. Pittman should get a few more opportunities now that Matt Ryan is back in the lineup. However, Paris Campbell has emerged as a go-to. Matt Ryan seems to have good rapport with him. Michael Pittman's going to have to take a back seat, so I'm going to bench him. And then I'm going to cut Portland Sutton because there is no one on the Denver Broncos that I could see myself starting for the rest of the year. So my picks are start Robinson, bench Pittman, and cut Sutton. Awesome. Uh, I like it. I would have switched Pittman and Robinson. I think Robinson is still a little bit unpredictable at this point, but I think both those guys are a little bit above Sutton, especially with his kind of drop-off in performance the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But moving on for tight ends, we've got George Kittle, we've got TJ Hawkinson, and we've got Dalton Schultz. The, the These guys are kind of in a tier of their own, tier two tight ends, let's call them. Yeah, I would probably start Dalton Schultz because he's even though he didn't have a great season while Cooper Rush was there, he does have very good chemistry with, with Dak Prescott. He can have big games, especially when Michael Gallup, he's always injury prone. And I feel like when Gallup's out, he does step into that number two receiver role. I'll probably put TJ Hawkinson on the bench just because he is so inconsistent. And especially with Kirk Cousins throwing him, Kirk Cousins only has eyes for Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen almost will tell you that much. So Hawkinson's on my bench. And then I hate to say, but I'm going to have to cut George Kittle. Even though I told you guys to start him this week, he's just not a viable fantasy option. Very talented, but utilized more as a blocker in Kyle Shanahan's offense. So I'm going to start Schultz, bench Hawkinson, and cut Kittle. Yeah, interesting picks. I think you're probably right. I think it's really close between Hawkinson and Schultz, though. Mm-hmm. Hawkinson has seen 19 targets since joining Minnesota. But Schultz is just the staple tight end in an unbelievably good offense that scores a lot of touchdowns. And I don't think you can pass up that value here. No, no. All right. Lastly, we've got defenses. We've got the Niners, we've got the Bengals, and we've got the Rams. Ooh, well, I'm definitely going to start the 49ers defense the rest of the year because the Rams haven't been a viable option in one game this season. That being said, I will I will cut the Rams and then I'll bench the Bengals because the Bengals, they could come out and have good games here and there. They do have some favorable matchups on the schedule. I think going up against Pittsburgh this week, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I do think Pittsburgh covers and might have a chance to win, but I think that the defense does step up and have a good one. So I'm going to start the Niners defense. I'm going to bench the Bengals defense and I'm going to cut the Rams defense. Uh, awesome. I, I guess I thought the Rams had been been doing better. Um, I'm seeing now they're 22nd, and that was an easy one. The Niners are a de facto start every week, uh, even after losing. I think they lost their safety pretty recently. Yeah, Emmanuel Mosley. Yep. But uh, anyways, that was the segment. I think it's a lot of fun. Next week, we'll switch it up. Allie will be asking the hot questions, and I'll be answering them. 
So, yeah. Well, before we do go, Jacob, who's your pick tonight? I already said I'm back in the Titans plus three and a half. What about you? Yeah, that's that's what I was favored on, or that's what I was leaning towards. I haven't locked anything in yet. I need to look at it a little bit more closely, but I don't know. Tennessee wins football games. They, do. they they have established that culture and they're doing it without their star linebacker. Um, it's an interesting one because Green Bay showed that, hey, as long as there's someone who can catch the ball, Aaron Rodgers can throw it to them now. Um, and Watson, I think, had three touchdowns last week and he's a good player. He could really he could really do damage. I think I'm taking Tennessee. All right. Well, hopefully our CEO hasn't listened to that because he's a big Packers fan. So I know you probably wouldn't appreciate it. But I will give a quick tidbit about Tennessee. If you ever do get the chance to go to Nashville, go to Nashville. It's the most fun you will ever have. The stadium is literally just a bridge walk away from Broadway where all the bars are. Each bar is about five stories. Each level has its own live music. It is the most fun. I tailgated there a few years ago with a bunch of Patriots fans that were there to see Tom Brady when he was on the Patriots take on the Titans. Boston pretty much took over the city that weekend. I didn't go into the game, but I just stayed out and tailgated the whole time, and that was a lot more fun than probably the game was. So definitely if you ever get a chance to go to Nashville around football time, I definitely recommend it. Awesome. But, but me and Jacob will be back next week. We have a special Thanksgiving preview episode, so we will do the episode early in the week. I know everyone will be enjoying their Thanksgiving holiday. So Jacob and I will have a show early in the week. And before we sign off, Jacob, any last words to the audience? Good luck. Enjoy your football tonight. It's crazy. We're already halfway done with the 2023 NFL season. It seems like it flies by every year. But uh, I don't know. Enjoy your Thursday night, everybody. Well said. Take care, everyone.